Hi fellow history enthusiasts and welcome to the Detecting History podcast about all things buried and ancient. My name is Katie McDoyle. Together we'll be diving deep into the past every week as we bring you history, metal detecting, mudlarking and fossil hunting news alongside some fantastic expert interviews. So whether you're a seasoned expert or a fellow beginner like myself, we're going to explore it all together. Hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Detecting History podcast. This week's guest is the wonderful Paddy aka Paddy Detects. Paddy is a wonderful young person, one of many now involved in the hobby of metal detecting. It was so joyful to listen to the enthusiasm and knowledge for all things history and his passion describing everything he's found so far and there are some amazing things. A natural presenter, he is already an online phenomenon with his YouTube channel Paddy Detects, as well as all the other social platforms which I'll run through at the end. So without further ado, let's get to know more about Paddy Detects. Welcome everybody to the Detecting History podcast and this week I'm so excited. I'm a big fan of this young chap. We've got Paddy Detects on the show. Paddy, how are you doing? I'm all good. How are you? I'm very excited to be here. Ah, oh, I am fantastic. Thank you. I'm um, recovering. I had a good four hour session detecting this morning um, and the rain got me at the end. So it was a bit of a, a traipse through the woods in a downpour, beyond all downpours. If you check out on my Instagram, I'm absolutely head to toe in uh, mud, but it was a good day. It's nice to get out on a random Thursday. I don't think I've been out detecting on Thursday before. That was really good. So Paddy, you are a um, YouTube and social sensation in the detecting world. You hang out with all the cool kids. I've seen you <laughs> hanging out with everybody. Um, you are now uh, three years into your YouTube detecting channel, I think. Yeah, about three years into my YouTube career, but about five years into detecting Wow, itself. that's amazing. And you've got, I think, 116 videos on YouTube with over 72,000 views. And you've got 1,850 subscribers, so, so close to the 2,000 mark. Very it's going to happen yeah. soon. It's going to happen soon. I can feel it. And then you've got your Insta as well. So that's yep. um, Paddy Detects, isn't it? Paddy underscore Detects. Yep. And then you've got on Facebook, I think Fun Detectors, isn't it? Is where you and your dad's. Yeah, it's, so that is a company that my parents own. So it's we run metal detecting experiences for mainly kids on our yeah. land. So it's done awesome. We also have lots of scouting groups. So I think yesterday, a couple of days ago, we had uh, 14 brownies in the evening. So that was wow. great. We also do birthday parties. So yeah, that's done really Yeah, well. and that's such a great way to get people into the hobby as well. And I've said on previous episodes, sometimes people are really nervous. So to be able to go to someone yeah. with like with you and your dad and go and have a look around and have a go and see how exciting it is. Yeah. Every signal is a bit exciting, isn't it? You never know what it's yeah, going to be. Awesome. <laughs> you get very lots of stuff because obviously it wouldn't be yeah. various stuff. We'll kind of field and probably find that. Oh, we detected it. We had two gold coins off there, so we have done it a lot. Yeah, um, yeah we bury all the old coins that we find, the musket, all those buttons, all the stuff that Pedras find, and they're kind of like, you know, it's cool, but I don't really want it. So we bury all that, and then people find up to 20, 30 finds per hour and a half session, and 
They absolutely love Amazing. It. I love that. I love that. Um, so which part of the UK are you in? Don't be too specific, but whereabouts are you? So I'm in Hampshire. I'm in South England. We're actually very close by to each other. And I'm also a member oh, of yeah. Soil Searchers. So I've probably been oh, on a field with you at some point. It's just we've never yeah, said probably. hello. So next time I'm going to come barreling over and go, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so you're in Hampshire. So you know the pain, Paddy, of the flint, the gigantic flint of Hampshire. Yes. It looks like the surface of Mars sometimes, doesn't it? Just after a plough. It definitely does. Yeah. <laughs> Flint everywhere. Flint everywhere. And I was so grateful of the rain, actually, in the last few days. Crazy stormy weather for us here. Um, but it got a bit hard. The ground had got a bit hard. Now it's lovely. It's really nice. It'll be nice for the weekend yeah, for you. Perfect, yeah, perfect. Yeah. So you're in Hampshire, um, but you do get out and about, don't you? Did you go to Rodney Cook this yeah. year or Detectable? No, I didn't go to Rodney Cook, sadly. I really wanted to go, but I did go to Detectable. So that was great fun. Yeah. I didn't find much myself. I haven't uploaded the full video yet, but I was literally editing that about half an hour ago, oh, so that'll be up soon. Keep our eyes peeled. But um, yeah, that no, was great. I didn't find too much. I found a couple of little bits, but there was some really cool stuff out, including a lovely gold hammer, which was very nice. I to see. saw that on the socials. I saw that. How did you get into detecting? Then was it that because your dad was already into detecting, so you were hanging out with him and liked it? So what happened was it's quite a long story, but we had a painter and decorator come over our house by mm-hmm. the name of Gordon. And he came over and he was doing some painting decorating. And I used to collect coins. So I had loads of 50p's, two pound coins. I still got them tons up in my bedroom. Nice. And I bring them down. I was just looking through them on the kitchen table. And Gordon piped up, oh, I collect them as well. So we had a long, long chat about 50p's. He did a lot more chatting than painting, really. But <laughs> he's a really nice guy. And he actually mentioned that he goes metal detecting. Yes. So after my dad mentioned that we own a 14-acre field, our bill of £250 dropped right down to £150 on the proviso that he could detect on our thing. Wow. So, yeah, that's what Yeah. And I think the day after, in the evening after school, um, I went out with him and my dad and we went detecting. So we had a couple bits, nothing too special. But and yeah, I remember the first find that really got me interesting was an old musket ball. Oh, yes. I saw that immediately. I was like, oh, this is amazing. And quite... Um, stupid of my dad really i mean it was a very good decision but the day after he went and bought an xp deus oh <laughs> yes day after right in the deep it end. turned out to be a very good decision yes and then he had that for about a year and i just followed him around i had the pinpointer yeah. so i used the pinpointer and then i think about a year into it i wanted my machine so I got a Nocta Simplex. Yeah, good machine. I've got loads of great stuff with that. Mm. And now I am on the XP Deus as well. Yeah, absolutely. I love um, a lot of the people in their stories, um, the guests that we've had on so far and myself, everyone's got a different story of how they got into detecting. And that's such a, a random story, but I love it. And then um, Gordon, is it the same Gordon that's on a lot of your videos as well? Yeah, so sadly he passed away earlier this year he died of lung cancer last year oh that's terrible sorry about that no it's all right but we used to go out with him every weekend he was literally part of our family he'd be over pretty much most days at our house even just (laughs) sitting at the table having a cup of tea or talking about fines my dad i get home from school and he was usually there but he was such a nice guy and he's on quite a few of my old videos and he just he did brighten everything 
such a yeah nice. yeah he seemed a really lovely chap and he got you and your dad into the, into this hobby as well and like you say the business now as well yeah if it wasn't i wouldn't be here yeah yeah god bless gordon okay yeah. so you're detecting you've just mentioned so you've got the dais and i saw in your video you've got the high frequency nine inch coil haven't you the white one yes i love the high frequency nine inch coil it's mm-hmm. amazing I think I should probably use a couple of different coils. I often use the um, bigger coil, the most the standard XP coil, but I just love it. The high frequency coil is amazing. I always run it at 34.3 frequency. I just find it amazing on all different types of fields, whether it's um, pasture or plowed or stubble. It's just Ooh, I, love I might it. take amazing. that top tip from you then. I've got the um, ORX with the nine inch high frequency coil. Um, so yeah, I might oh, nice. take your recommendation there and give it a go. <laughs> but yeah, it's a brilliant coil. I've also got the 11 inch coil, but it's so much. It seems so much heavier and bulkier. <laughs> it does. I remember I had one day out. I had a couple of weeks with my high frequency coil. Something wrong with it. I think it just wasn't really charging properly. So I used the um, 11 inch for mm. a couple of weeks, and then I went back to the high frequency coil. It was so much lighter. It's yeah. incredibly light. <laughs> Swinging around like crazy because you're used to using too much effort. <laughs> Excellent. Good stuff. Um, what other detecting gear have you got? So we always talk about what have you got is in your hands, trowel or spade, and you know what sort of utility storage belt have you got on that kind of thing? So I've got one of the XP bags. I can't remember which one it is, but it's one of the small bags. And I've actually got two of them. I found it really handy. They're really small as well, so it's easy to have two on my little belt. So I've got one for my digging tool i've got one of the barrett like um digging knives almost for one of those i've got a mi4 pinpointer which i love awesome mm. and then in my other one i've got my water bottle my find pad and also a little spray yes water that's key isn't it you've got to have water for yourself you've got to have your little spray bottle <laughs> um i've got in my little uti- i've got one of those sort of utility ones where the bag's at the side so same oh, thing yeah. i've got like a toothbrush in there and then i've got I've got plasters, I've got paracetamol, I've got everything. <laughs> I'm ready for all scenarios, Paddy. You've got to be ready for anything. Yeah, that's- <laughs> but talking about um, best finds, so we go through, okay, what's your story? And I, there's a bit of a, a mega story, one mega story with yourself. So start off with some of your best finds and then we'll move on to something. Right, so I found quite a few amazing things. I think one of my most favourite finds was a Roman silver drachm of Caligula and Divus Augustus. So that mm. was a beautiful coin. Yes. I found that on a metal detective's dig and yeah. believe it or not, it was my second signal into the first field so about half an hour in first second signal yeah and i found this beautiful silver car i didn't actually know what it was at first because i saw the head on one side it was still in the dirt really muddy it was a plowed and rolled field there's about Mm. 100 people in there so i saw the head on one side and i flipped it over yeah and i had no idea what it was i thought it might have been like an animal or something and after i cleaned it up i saw there was a head on each side made it so special so yeah it actually was minted in crete as well that's why it's especially rare but yeah that's definitely one of my most favorite finds nice i like on your videos as well when you really savor the moment you know when you got the coin ball and you're like you can see and you're like oh i think that's all it's a hammered it's thin it's a hammered and then you slowly peel it away and you get that lovely imprint as well (laughs) really good okay so that's one of your best finds and then recently i saw on a couple of videos ago you got two hammers in a row 
Yeah, I did. And that was awesome. So I was up in Essex. So my dad's got a friend up in Essex called Carl. So we got his permissions quite regularly because he's got some amazing fields up there, some beautiful yeah. ones. One of them is called the Silver Field because tons <laughs> of silver in there. Loads of the big <laughs> ones as well. He's had loads of half crowns and crowns out of there. Wow. Yeah, so it was in a massive field. He hadn't had a hammer out of there before, I don't think. He had had one, but on the other side of the field, and it was probably a 40, 50 acre field. And then I get one signal really loud on the surface. I think, oh, it might be a button, a little bit low to be a coin. And then I saw yeah. the hammered. It was amazing. Couldn't believe it. I walk about 10 paces in front of me. And I get a really scratchy, squeaky signal. Quite mm. deep. I was thinking, oh, it's probably nothing too special. And I dig down. And in contrast to the other hammered coin, which was on the surface, this one was about six, seven inches deep. And it was another one as well. But yeah. So good. Who who was on those hammered coins, Paddy? I'm pretty sure one was Henry the Third and the other one was King John. But we went around the whole area, couldn't find yeah. another one. But hopefully, there's some more out there. Yeah, I think you're right. And I bet Carl was pleased that you were getting two in a row. Yeah, he, he was not happy. <laughs> That's the thing, isn't it? Sometimes you go on someone else's permission, and then you're like, "Oh, sorry." <laughs> Just found something amazing. He has had a hammer on my Oh, there you go. So, so it's even so Stevens. That's fine, isn't it? You share you share exactly. around. That's nice. I like that. Um, okay. And you found a gold ring as well. I think it was from 1910, wasn't it, that one? That was beautiful. Yes, 1910. Yeah. So that was very funny story. It was on a small pasture field near to a big arable farm. So they've got the farm. They've got two pasture fields surrounding it, but there were only two, three acres. And there's one with tons of coins in it, but relatively modern ones. Um, but loads. Yeah. I think it was uh, the party field, if you like. Loads of bottle tops, loads of ring pools, but yeah, loads of coins. I remember we were coming towards the end of the day. It was only a short afternoon session and I had three signals right next mm. to each other. So I remember one was a 90-something, so I thought, okay, that's going to be a coin. And then one was a 70-something, which is usually a ring pull for that field. And then another one was an 83 or something. So I'd done all three of them yeah. out. I got the clod out. So I got the first one out, got the clod out, then the second one. And then as I was getting the third one out, because I wanted to do them all in a row, I lifted up my shovel, and then I just saw a gold ring on my spade. <sighs> just like that. <laughs> and I just dropped my just started screaming. I couldn't believe it. It's got to be done, hasn't it? You've got gold dance going. I'm yet to find gold. I've I've not found gold, so I'm sure it will happen. I'm sort of practicing the scenario in my head. What am I going to do? But I saw someone the other day, and they were like, "You'll know what to do when it happens." And I was like, "Okay, yeah, you will." Okay, let's talk about then one of your most fantastic finds. And I found this really fascinating and it taught me a lesson in terms of always checking, you know, anything, including what I think is scrap. You're the (laughs) one that's instilled that in me, Paddy. So it was a, it was in the summer holidays. It was on a Friday. I went out on a soil searcher's dig and I went out and it was a good day. I wasn't really finding much. But the brand new Garrett Ace Apex was the first one in the country. So Gary Smith was there trialing it and I actually got Skylet as well. So that was really cool. Found a couple of yeah. bits of that. We tested like a de- hammered underground, how deep it'd pick it up. And I wasn't finding too much though. Um, my dad actually found a hammered though, which was quite nice. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't really finding much. I wasn't too happy. So we went home. It was a great day because I did get to try that machine out. And then... It was now kind of the Saturday afternoon. 
And my mum was like, to me and my dad, do you guys want to go out on the Sunday, which is when we normally go out? And we were like, yes, of course. So I started cleaning up all the bits that we had, all the musket balls, cons, all bits like that, and just mm. a bowl of um, hot water. And my dad was just emptying our rubbish. Usually we have, you know, one compartment for the rubbish and then all the other finds in the other compartment and the coin pad. Oh, yeah. But my dad usually empties the rubbish just straight into the bin like that of his. And for some reason, no idea yeah. why, it would it must have been fate, he emptied my rubbish just on the back doorstep. As I said, no idea why. And yeah. in that rubbish, obviously, you know, all the bottle tops, bits of iron, stuff like that. Mm. There was a goldish colored strip of metal, very, very thin, looked like a bit of foil. And he gave that to me, he came inside, I was like, Patrick, what's this? And I, I didn't really look over, I was just like, oh, it's just a bit of junk. Yeah. And he was like, just give that a gentle wash off. So he gave it to me and I looked at it properly. I was like, it looks a little bit too shiny. So I gave it a gentle clean up. <laughs> And coming out of the water, it was a beautiful buttery gold colour. There was no corrosion on it. It was perfect. So my dad was like, that's got to be gold. So we managed to message our newfound Tetris friends, including Gordon. And they both came back within seconds saying that's gold yeah. and very old gold yeah. as well. So yeah, turned out to be a piece of Bronze Age ribbon gold about 3,500 years old and it was a personal adornment or something so it would have been maybe a hairband or wrapped around a um, dagger hilt or mm. might have been like a two finger ring yeah. yeah that's what it was bronze age ribbon gold amazing it was it was absolutely stunning and and yeah it must have been his fate why did your dad do that that day that's no amazing idea. isn't it Mental. something was like ah, uh-uh, don't put that in a bin um so <laughs> so what happened um did was it the british museum that acquired it in the end yeah they did so the british museum bought it so that was amazing and i'm pretty sure it's now in display in winchester museum oh. so it should be in there amazing i'll be honest bad for me i haven't actually gone checked if it is in the museum it's probably been about two years since it's supposedly been in there but hopefully it's in there that's what they said um but yeah so they bought it for a thousand pound i had to split that with the landowner but then that went towards that my new xp days yes. so i found that the simplex brilliant and uh yeah, the Bronze Age Gold, it made so many amazing things kind of open up to me. I was in the newspaper. I was in, I think it was the Times. I can't remember. But I was also online. I was in some Spanish newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. I also got on the TV as well. So I was on the program on More 4, Great British History Hunters. Yeah. I featured that. And yeah, it's amazing. It's just opened up so much for me yeah such a special find as well and also yeah yeah that's fantastic well um i'm soon to go to the winchester museum so i'll have a look for you and and grab a photo and send it to you (laughs) now that was an amazing find amazing find um weirdest or oddest items we always ask people and we've had some freaky occurrences with our previous guests on some bits and pieces um ronan last week found a, a a hoard of modern spoons. We think someone was being a bit mischievous and not letting people make a cup of tea or something. That's very weird. <laughs> but have you found anything that was just a bit odd, weird, unexpected, anything like that? I'm not sure. I found quite a few interesting bits. I found quite a few things that I thought was going to be something. I remember I found a massive spoon, absolutely humongous, bigger than a serving spoon. 
and it was on a Roman wow. field and uh, it was mm. at the bottom of the hole and I could just see the bowl. So I was like tapping on it with my hand and it sounded like hollow. So I thought if I just had a pot of something, bear in mind I was on a Roman field. Yes. But then I done it up. It took about 10 minutes to the up and it was a massive boom. <laughs> I found a little bit things, but I don't think anything proper out of the ordinary. I think one of the cool things, I found a pen knife, like a working one. Yeah. Which is quite cool. It was a Swiss army one, so an actual really nice one. I've still got that somewhere. Yeah. Nothing too out of the ordinary, but yeah, I've seen quite a few cool things. So I've seen a bomb come up before. That was quite cool. Yes. So tell me, I saw your um, unseen footage video. At, um, <laughs> it was detectable, yes. wasn't it? Tell me, what was going on? Oh, well, that was mental. So film 39 was the place to be. There was apparently loads of musket balls coming up, Roman coins, loads of interesting bits. And then I'm just chilling on the field doing a, you know, video yeah and then i see behind me um a car comes zooming across the field and also a couple of like the buggies yeah and i'm like what's going on yeah so i turn around and then i see the marshals start laying out some netting so i shout over to my dad i think mm. they found a horde i was really excited i've never seen a horde in person so we started walking over there and it turns out it was a bomb well it wasn't actually a bomb it turned out to be a gas canister sadly oh. but they thought it was going to be a bomb um, because it was like a, a really long um, gas cylinder and it yeah. looks, it was really green, it was really old. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be a gas cylinder, sadly. But it was still a really cool experience. Marshall's over It's exciting, isn't it, when something like that happens? No. And you're like, oh my goodness. And it's always great, always uh, on the side of caution. That's what we say to everybody, you know. Yeah. The, the, the police and everybody don't mind phone them. They'd rather you phone them be safe than sorry. And then, yeah, you always like think, oh, okay, if it is, then you get to witness them disposing of yeah, it, don't I, you? I remember yeah. that was on a soil searcher's dig quite a while ago and they found an anti-tank mine. Whoa. A proper one. And actually, look, in the squads of it There is a video of it <gasps> somewhere, but it's a proper explosion. Massive. It was, wow. Sadly, I wasn't, I didn't go at that no. one, but yeah. Yeah, Probably. that would have made a bit of noise, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, what is your uh, favourite history era then, Paddy? What, which bit do you really enjoy? I love um, just the medieval period. I mean, talking about metal detection, like hammered coins. Yeah. But I do love the Romans as well. The Romans are so fascinating. They've created so many amazing things. Like you find the the, the nail cleaners and like the ear scoops as well. Yeah. Loads of amazing things. And the Romans had so many different types of brooches as well. Mm. Loads. I love the Romans. Their coins as well were amazing. Some really, really beautiful ones. Yeah. But I do like the sack as well. I've never found anything proper sacks. I think my dad's had quite a few sacks and bits. He's had a strap end, really nice detail on. He's also had a gold Saxon bead as Ooh. well, which is very nice. Yeah. So it's quite a strange find. He... I, this is this is a case of me, um, not just me thinking gold is rubbish. So yeah, we want to dig pretty much the last signal before we're coming back to the car. We found this little object and it was on the back of it. It was quite small, probably the size of my thumbnail. Yeah. And it had like lead on the back and it almost looked like alloy. It looked like molten. It looked like junk. Then on the top, there was like a little glass um, stone in it and also a clear layer of gold around yeah. it. But he thought it was like, he wasn't too sure, but I saw it and I immediately thought, knew it was gold, but 
it had like a red stone on it and then a little circle of gold and the other side was like lead so it probably was a semi-rich person's gold item it probably wasn't someone that rich because it was made partly mostly out of lead yeah that was a really cool get that back the um the flow but yeah a stone setting maybe that come out of the ring i had one um i got all excited it really looked like a massive diamond um with silver and it was actually silver i did the silver test and it was um a georgian paste diamond which is where they sort of made it out of glass to look like look like a diamond it was lovely and that feeling when you find something like that is you you can't describe it can you to anyone that doesn't detect and hasn't found something it's uh it's amazing it's uh you get shaky don't you and you're just like oh my god oh my yeah, god <laughs> the adrenaline and it's just like that's it day made week made it was so good <laughs> okay yeah hammered coins i've got about 10 or 12 hammered coins behind me and they're just so beautiful aren't they and even when they're even when they're clipped or even when they're slightly misstruck and the detail you look and like the pellets and you can identify the mint where they were struck and yeah. there's so much in one coin isn't there it's amazing yeah hammer coins are amazing i think between my dad and i we've probably got 60 around that but yeah we've got some really nice ones as well i remember i found it edward the third grope non-clip beautiful wow. coin we've also found between my dad and i we've found four shillings mm-hmm. three queen elizabeth's and one charles the first Lots nice. of the old ones as well, Henry III's, King John. Loads of Elizabeths and love Elizabeths. Get, get loads of Elizabeths in Hampshire. Yeah. Well, I think, yeah, just find loads. I mean, they are quite common anyway. Yeah, yeah I've got three. got a really nice sixpence that's got a tiny little clip out of it. But her portrait, which is quite unusual for her points, is beautiful, pretty much perfect. But, oh, wow. That is rare because they used to really yeah. rub her portrait off, didn't they? Yeah, it, yeah. Don't get much detail. Is there a hammered that you haven't had yet that you really want to get? Oh, I'd love to get a nice Henry VIII or Henry VII. I think everyone wants to find a Henry VIII. I'm pretty sure I found one before, but it was really bad detail. It was super clipped. You could hide, you couldn't see his head, you couldn't even see his shield, but I can mm. just kind of make out some of the writing that looks like his text. But I'd love a nice Henry VIII. I remember Gordon found a beautiful Henry VIII groat, literally perfect, like extremely fine condition. Wow. Lovely. Yeah. I didn't realise they were so rare. Grim, the Grim Bleeper told me they were rare when I interviewed him because I'd just found one literally that day. I was in a in a field and I'd found nothing. And then I was looking around, just trying to work out the terrain around me. There was nothing on old maps saying there was a path or anywhere, but I could see these trees that they just looked too perfect and too straight. And I was like, surely that looks like that's been a footpath or something. Yeah. Started walking along there and yeah, the first signal I get straight away uh-huh. and it was the Henry VIII hammered. I I did do a little I did a little air punch when I found that <laughs> no one around to see me I was like woohoo <laughs> okay and so um your favorite monarch or emperor then is there one particularly mm-hmm. that you like the stories of I love um Elizabeth first as well because I think her coin is just amazing and she was a real kind of impact on kind of english civilization if that makes sense because she was the kind of monarch yes. to bring in the catholic protestant and to kind of get along if that makes sense yeah uh, i also love marcus aurelius mm. he was awesome i've got a couple of his amazing coins my dad found a lovely cistercius of his a really big one nice. portrait perfect yeah yeah i love aurelius he was a 
very cool emperor. Brilliant, brilliant. Good choices. I like those. Right, you lovely lot. This is me here with my regular reminder that we have a Patreon channel. Fantastic content over there. Head over for an extra section with all of the guests we've had so far. I've also gone into more detail about the item placed on the Ultimate Bucket Lister list. So you'll learn more about each of those items each week. So please go to patreon.com forward slash detecting history podcast to help keep the podcast going. Also, we have an Etsy store with some amazing merchandise again to help fund the podcast. Please go to etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash detecting history pod. That's etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash detecting history pod. Thank you. So um, you go on a lot of group digs and it sounds like you got a lot of permissions. How do you go about with your dad um, trying to get new permissions? Is it? Well, who you know? I think because we've got quite a few of our own permissions and we also, my dad owns a field and my mum, my, my family own a field ourselves. Yeah. It really does help because I think we kind of get to know the neighbouring landowner, then the next landowner and kind of so on. Yeah. And also often we just go and knock on people's doors or send people's letters. Yeah. And also when we knock on people's doors and we say, we know this farmer, they're almost like, okay, they're kind of trusted. If they detect on this person's field, then they're clearly a, a good person, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. that's kind of how we've got most of our permissions. Yeah. It can be hard for newbies and some people get frustrated because they can't get permissions. But I often say just things yeah. like go to farm shops and, you know, send people uh, emails or messages on Facebook. Also, Facebook groups, yeah. when you're like a, a member of a town group, just put it out there, you know. Does anyone, you know, yeah. want to discover history with me together, you know. Um, so, yeah, yeah, it's just fine. And then you're absolutely right, Paddy. As soon as you get in with a farmer or someone, they often know people, don't they? Or you'll get to know the gamekeeper yeah. on that land and they know another farmer and they yeah, can help exactly. you out. Yeah, and, and the group digs are awesome as well, aren't they, for getting to know different people? Oh, yeah, group digs are great. Even if you go on it and um, you don't find much yourself, there's always stuff, good stuff out, always without fail. Even if it's just one hammer coin, you will get to see something cool. Yeah. That's why I love group digs. Also, it's a great... It's a friendly thing. You can always go up to people and be like, you know, how you doing? You found anything good? No, group digs are awesome. They're really good for, especially people getting into the hobby as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, dry spells. Have you had many dry spells where you found nothing at all? Um, and what do you do to sort of keep yourself positive and keep going until you find the next best thing? I do have, I've had quite a few dry spells, but I think dry spell in a day almost, I think. Lots of it. it happens mm. like the whole day you won't find anything and then it's like the last signal you'll get something good even if it's just you know when George the fifth experience or something it's always get something good but I think a couple months ago I did have a proper dry spell where I found nothing but then I'm pretty sure a month afterwards we got a brand new permission and I think mm. I went out um in the month and every single day that we went out um detecting I think I had at least two silvers so that was a very wow. yeah i think <laughs> one day on this permission i had about i think it was five bits of silver including a very nice hammered couple sixpences silver thimble yeah nice when you get a dry spell just think you know there, there's something good coming that's always how it works yeah just keep digging just keep 100%. digging um yeah that's really good advice and 
uh, yeah, your your patience paid off there with that new permission, didn't it? <laughs> I'll be, I'll be honest my patience isn't always the best my dad if my dad was here right now he'd be shouting out yeah he's rubbish at patience but <laughs> uh, yeah you do need to be patient that is the key thing with this hobby what else do you enjoy about detecting apart from obviously finding the bits and pieces what what does detecting give to you um I think it's also nice to get out in the nature as well I mean I am, you know, I'm still kind of an average kid. I do like to, you know, play video games with my friends and stuff. But then it's always good yeah. to have one of those days where you just get outside and just look at nature and just be be outside. I remember I've had loads of experiences seeing loads of different animals I wouldn't have seen if I was, you know, just stuck inside all day. I remember last time I went out detecting, um, I was just walking along a field, walking to a certain spot where I wanted to detect, and a hare just ran out straight in front of me, just sitting there, probably two three meters in front of me dashed out it really did scare me but it's awesome seeing yeah. wildlife and being outside is great yeah i think a lot of people haven't been that close to a hair wouldn't appreciate how big they actually are right when they come that close yeah it's like a small dog you're like whoa i didn't realize <laughs> i saw a nice big hair today but it was when i first saw it it was running away from me and i thought it was a small fox because i could only see like the back end of it and then it turned and then it just sort of sat in front of me and i was like okay i was kind of talking to it just like detecting towards it and it didn't move for a really long time and then it was like i'm off <laughs> I was like, okay see you mate <laughs> And then I don't know if you think uh, superstitious or anything like me, but then I was like, maybe he was showing me where all of the gold is. And then I sort of went over to where he was and there's nothing there. <laughs> yeah, I always think that with anything. If I see like a, a feather blowing in the wind, I'm always like, that's a sign. I'm going to go over there. That's a sign. Yeah, follow the feather. <laughs> we all do it, don't we? We all do it. We're um, reckless optimists. Yes. It's a good way to be. It's a good way to be. Okay. Um, have you ever had any issues or weird things happen when you've been out detecting with your dad? I have before. Only one really memorable thing is Detectable 2022, I think the spring one. Yeah. We were out in one of the furthest fields, really hot day. Mm. We were in a field where there was a quarter stator found, so we had very high hopes. There's lots of green come out of there. And my dad was just digging a hole. And I remember, this is how he told me, so he was just digging his hole and he just put his hand in the hole and down the side he found where he found it, and then he lifted his hand up, and it was covered in blood. Oh, no. So what happened was there was a flint in the side of the hole, and he actually just cut the whole side of his hand open by this flint. Wow. So he had to get the medical team come out. Yeah. But yeah, they gave him a big bandage, but it was actually quite bad. Wow, 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 wow. Did he have gloves on, or was this gloveless? No, he didn't. Ah. This is why you should wear I always wear my gloves, Me but too. he doesn't. Mm. And after this day, I actually gone to buy a pair of gloves. Well done, yeah. He does wear them <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, that flint can be sharp, can't it? Well, yeah. that's why they use their tools out of the flint um, back in the, yeah. the Stone Age and everything. Um, yeah, same, similar for me. I, I, I've always worn my gloves. I think maybe because when I started out, I'd watch yourself or Digger Dawn or whoever, they always had the gloves on. And then one of the first times I went out, I was digging a hole and there was like a hypodermic needle in there. And I was just so glad that I had my, my gloves oh, really on. So I was just like, oh. Yeah. And, you know, you find um, 
broken bottle tops, don't you, with the glass yeah, still in it? Yeah, I say that. Yeah. And just in general, you should find glass in holes as well. Yeah, all the time. absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so your dad learnt a lesson there. That can't have been yes, nice. Yes, he definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, I'm glad nothing else weird has happened. Um, what would you give a any detectorist, myself, um, any detectorist, what advice would you give to them? What what tips have you got on, uh, it could be on researching land or gear, anything? Um, I'd recommend just trying to learn your machine. I think that's the best thing. The more you kind of get out with your machine and learn the set, you don't need to learn anything too complicated. I mean, I don't know half the like amazing stuff you can do with the expedition you can do loads but i mean i just know the kind of basics i know a certain, few certain programs that i like and now that i'm on them i get the right frequency the right sensitivity and i mean it's amazing it works a treat just learn the machine learn all the little beeps maybe sometimes if you find a hammered coin then go out back in the field and then maybe bury it at a certain depth and see what that signal gives just learn your machine that's mm. the best tip and also for permissions, another yeah. great thing, send letters to farmers as well. Farmers love people sending letters. I don't know why. We've got quite a few permissions from sending people letters and I think they like it. They think it's you know just genuine. It's almost a real person behind it, if that makes sense. It's a personal touch as well, not just an email that you'll send to yeah, someone. That's a really good tip, isn't it? Sometimes you can get lost in, you know, people get millions of emails. And I can imagine farmers get millions of emails from different suppliers trying to be like, you want this, Mr. Farmer? Yeah. That's and so it. to get like a handwritten letter, that, like you say, that shows that you, you um, are genuine and you've got a passion for it. Mm. yeah oh, that's really really good and back to your machine what you were talking about there that's a really good tip go out and uh into your garden or whatever and and bury what you found or just you know one of your own personal rings maybe and see what the signal is and yeah, yeah. learn that that's really good you can even use like a big plant pot couldn't you with the soil at the bottom if you didn't want to dig a big hole yeah, exactly. in the garden yeah you've got to do that and um uh, when I first started out, I obviously researched YouTubers and on Facebook people that were already using that machine, whatever it was. So I've got the XPRX, as I say. Yeah. Um, and there's so many helpful people and they sort of share what they found and what configuration they were using and what the BDI was and what the numbers came up um, and all that kind of stuff. But also the tones, get used to the tones as you're going along, isn't it? That's really key not just always looking at the numbers yeah definitely not just always the numbers yeah i'd always find that with the dais um usually you'll get a signal i mean sometimes if it's something really small something really deep and you'll get a good signal it sounds quite clear um nice high pitch on the screen it might be a mess of i personally i use the Mm -hmm. x y axis i love it it's really i find it helpful and the line might be all over the place or the numbers might be all over the place if it sounds clean, if it sounds good, it's definitely worth giving a dig. If you dig it out and maybe um, go over it again, it just sounds like pure iron, then all right, put it, put the hole back. But if it's, it will improve. Mm. Most of the time, it does improve. And I've had that happen with lots of hammered coins. They get a horrible little signal and it turns out it improves and it will be something good. Yeah, yeah. If in doubt, dig it out, as uh, Darren said like, a few weeks yeah. ago. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's all true. All very true. Um, do you have, have any other hobbies that you recommend? You you mentioned there that you like to do a bit of gaming with your friends. What else do you get up to? Yeah, I like gaming. I also like 
Um, I'm into my fitness a lot as well. So I probably, I lift weights six times a week. Wow. I go for a run. Yeah. I do boxing. Whoa. I skip. Nice. I mean, fitness great thing yeah. yeah yes it's good isn't it fitness obviously for your physical health and your mental health it's key isn't it yeah exactly mm. and that's where detecting comes in i put a picture up today because i'd put on my my fitness tracker watch um i won't say what brand it is but you can see what brand it is um and i was out for four hours and i just let it carry on and it said i burnt something like 500 calories over the four hours wow. so you're just like yeah. yeah it's a very slow walk but it's a very good walk <laughs> no, yeah it is i remember Detectable, the most recent one, the first day of Detectable, everyone who's been at Detectable, there's people listening here have been, on the first day, it was so hot. It was unbelievable. It was. I think everyone was sweating buckets. Uh, I literally, I was just walking to the field and I was already drenched in sweat. It was that hot. But yeah, I definitely burned a few calories that day. <laughs> it was exercise and a sauna at the same time. <laughs> Double win. <laughs> so... Bucket listers then, Paddy. Um, what bucket lister are you still after personally? So I would love to find probably a gold hammer, like most tetris. I'd love to find a gold hammer. Yes. Also a gold Roman as well. I'd love to find a gold Roman. But yeah. my biggest artifact bucket lister would be a Bronze Age axe head. Yes, what? yes, yes, yes. Same. Mm. That's like the holy grail for us, isn't it? Or yeah. a spearhead. Something yeah, I've like seen that. a couple of axe yeah. heads in the field and they're just a beautiful. They're always a lovely emerald green colour. They're perfect. That patina. They're just mm. sharp as well. Yeah, yeah. Love to find one. Yeah. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. It will happen soon, I'm sure. Hopefully, hopefully. <laughs> and um, each week we ask our guests, this is a very special bit that I need to have a drum roll for, um, but we ask people to add an item to our ultimate bucket lister list. Ooh. And it's an ultimate bucket lister list that we put out everywhere. We've already got four items on it, so you'll be placing item number five on it. And you can, okay. you can make it for um, any detectorist, newbie or one that's been going for a long time to refer to and you can make it something that's quite obtainable or you can make it something outrageous but what item do you think you might like to put on the ultimate bucket list or list that's a really hard one because there's loads of different things i'd like to put on but i think if it isn't already on there i think a nice find i think i'm not sure most detectives have found i think you either find quite a lot of them or you don't find any a full crotal bell yes excellent good choice it's not already on there so now it is you've placed that That'd item on there awesome. yeah you want you want to get a ringer don't you that's like oh, the one yeah they are amazing i think i've been very lucky between my dad and i've had about 10 wow. there's a couple with beautiful detail from like the 1600s and they still ring as well and a little they're all different pictures as well, depending on what type of metal they're made out of. Some made out of bronze and like high pitch, and then some made out of like zinc, some of the not as old ones, um, like a deeper sound. They all sound different and they're all they're awesome, they're really cool. 
Yeah, I love that. I I have one ringer. I found half of a broken one the other day, which was a shame because you always see like the top of it, don't you? You think, oh, is it? Yeah, is it? That's yeah. like not quite. Um, but yeah, I found a full one as a ringer, and yeah, some of them have got really lovely patterns on them, haven't they? And then oh, you can yeah. often age them because of the the loop at the, the top. At you the can, top. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Great choice, Paddy. Thank you very much for that. Yes, no that's exciting. Um, and then what I'll do in the Patreons episode is we go through your perfect detecting day and then I speak a little bit more about the item you've placed on the bucket list of lists. So I'll be able to awesome. give people a bit of knowledge on that as well. So thank cool. you very much. Um, what else are you doing at the moment? Have you got anything you want to promote, Paddy? Anything coming up? Um, I'm not sure really, but I'm trying to upload a lot more on YouTube. Um also on TikTok, I'm now on TikTok as well. So I've uploaded a few bit videos on there. Also Instagram, and that's about it really. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. That's where you can find me. Yeah, and I I saw you'd been doing some good tricks on your videos recently. I saw there was one clip where you sort of were like getting up early and then you jumped and then you were suddenly in your detecting gear as well. Yeah. So it looks like you enjoy Try, the trying editing. Things trying to trying to be different. Yeah, no, you're doing good. I like it. I like it a lot. Well, Paddy, that is the end of this week's episode. A big, massive thank you for coming on and just sharing your experiences. Um, for just a few years in the hobby, you've done ever so well, and you, you're just so thank positive you. and knowledgeable. I love watching um, when you're describing the finds that pe- other people have found as well. Um, so you've obviously got a massive passion for it. So thank you very much. Yeah, you're very welcome everybody go and check out um paddy detects so on youtube it's paddy detects isn't it and it's digging the past yeah and then on instagram it's paddy underscore detects isn't it yeah and then tiktok paddy detects as well yeah that's right and then on facebook fun detectors and that's yes. you and your dad and your mum and, and the little experience detecting yes. experience days that you do for everybody mm-hmm. brilliant go and check it out everybody paddy thank you very much i hope to get you on again soon and i hope to yes. um see you at the soil searchers dig sometime yes, soon bounding over <laughs> thank you so all right take care paddy cheers bye, bye. So wasn't that just a simply wonderful interview? Paddy's just so lovely to get to know and hear his wonderful stories. Everything he's been doing in the hobby so far and lots and lots of years to come. So looking forward to seeing what else is found in the future. Um, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Paddy and his family's friend, Gordon, who got them into detecting, who they sadly lost earlier this year. And I want to remind you, as Paddy's just said there at the end of the interview, you can find him on Insta and TikTok at Paddy underscore Detects. And then on Facebook, you've got Fun Detectors, which is the family business where you can go and have a detecting experience day. Go check that out. And then, of course, last but no means least, go and check out Paddy's wonderful YouTube channel, which is at Paddy Detects. Until next time. Bye. (laughs) 